Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two trucks having sex. Two trucks having sex. My muscles, my muscles involuntarily flex. Two pickup trucks. Thoughts and the Set the Clowns. You're listening to Prime Cuts, a Transformers television podcast where we're going through the history of the franchise on television, but not in chronological order. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. And I'm your other host, Nero. And one of these episodes was not great, and the other one was very good. Which one was which? Uh, I thought the second one was much stronger than the first one. Yeah, probably. I think uh, there were some... yeah, there was some weird stuff about the first one uh, in regards to animation. Animation and also, like, writing. Like, I have I have a issue with, like, the core plot of the first one. Um, but, yeah, anyway. Uh, we, are, we are starting to get to what I call the good stuff TM. Yeah, this is Plot Town. We got character arcs, like, uh, coming to fruition. We've got, you know... Murder. Just- Mur- murder, very graphic uh, robot murder in this one. Wow. He's melting! Yeah, it's it's pretty grim, but also he doesn't die. He's fine. That's the thing about Unicron <laughs> Trilogy Transformers. These fuckers are durable. Yeah, he, he's dead, but he's fine. Uh, speaking of being dead, but fine, should we start going into the episodes? Yeah, before we do, I just want to drop one factoid. Uh-huh. One little factoid. Uh, that, that will, uh, that will, I, I won't reveal who, but there is only one character in the entirety of the Unicron trilogy who dies permanently without being revived at least once. And I won't reveal who it is to the audience, but the answer is extremely funny. I'm gonna say, oh, well, dies permanently without being, uh, revived at least at least once. once. Because so so other people do die permanently after being revived. Yes. Okay. Okay. But for one person there is no second chance. And we will I will reveal I will reveal all when it occurs. Because oh. it's the funniest shit in the world. Okay, I'm gonna put my guest down for double face. I mean, can you really count him as dying at all ever? He's like a weird ghost man you cannot you cannot kill me in any way that matters exactly but regardless you all keep just keep that in the back of your head listeners right. that there's one unlucky fellow who will be uh okay will be fine I'm, it. I'm changing it to sandstorm <laughs> uh that's a pretty good that's a pretty good bet he has a lot of unfortunate things happen to him in the various parts of his body yeah all right let's go in Episode 33, uh, which in the dub is Sacrifice. Uh, in the sub, it is Sacrificial Scapegoat. I see. So what? one of these titles is talking about Smokescreen, the other one is talking about Starscream. I think both of them are talking about Starscream. Maybe. Um, we start off with some... So we, we start off the episode with some weird visuals where... This is, we start, we start off the episode being slammed into a visual novel. This is fucking Umineko. Like, it's, so, rather than animating the scene, because I guess their budget ran out, the first half of the scene is just, like, 
close-ups of Megatron and Thrust taking turns talking. Or not close-ups of them, like full-body shots of them taking turns talking while being under the spotlight and not moving at all. No, like, mouth animation, no nothing. Just, hello. Like, have you seen Utena? <laughs> I was thinking about fucking Utena when I saw that. I was, I was like, what am, What does this remind me of? Oh yeah, it's Utena. Anyway, you talk about Umineko, uh, Thrust is here, and he's saying, Battler, don't be ridiculous. I, I have never seen any visions of Sideways, ever. Yeah, literally, Thrust, the, Rasputin, the astrologist Thrust, is, is Beatrice. <laughs> you can't tell me that the stars aren't magic. You have no proof. <laughs> so they're just talking about how Thrust is basically like, listen, they have the Requiem Blaster. Our only option right now is to hit them hard and fast to try and get it. We need, we need, that, we need that gun to win this war. Yeah, and Megatron's and, is like, well, yeah, seems right to me, but you better not fuck up this time, Thrust. In the great words of Marina Diamandis, want it fast, want it hard. So, we end that weird little visual novel interlude. Get the uh, get the little, like, commercial break eye catch or whatever. Then we get some narration from Rad, sort of uh, setting up. He spoils the end of the episode. He's like, the Autobots were informed about a Decepticon attack in the jungle, but it's really a trap. Well, yeah, no. Oh, okay. So it's slightly different. This is, all right, now I understand. So this is the part that, like, made me annoyed about the first episode, is that they're not responding to a Decepticon presence. They're like, the Decepticons issued us a challenge here, and we accept it, and we came. It's like, yeah, no. Well, why would they you don't... do? Why would you do that? Why, like, they... why would you possibly do that? It wasn't a challenge. They like detected Decepticon signals in this jungle and decided to check it out. I don't think there's any mention of like a challenge. They know that they're here to fight, but it wasn't like Megatron throwing down the gauntlet or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, they—they're very clearly they're all waiting in in the in the trees or whatever, and they're like, "Well, the Decepticons challenged us to come here, but they're not even here. What the fuck?" It's like, first of all, like, why did you accept this? What you you knew this was going to be a trap? How like stupid are you? And second of all, why would you think that they would play by like high school soccer rules? If there's one thing I know about Armada Megatron is that he's very honest and very honorable. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the one. Yep. Definitely a Megatron you can trust the word of, who definitely never gaslights his own soldiers or uses them as pawns. Megatron, change you can believe in. <laughs> Build back better, Thrust. It's a perfect slogan. So, yeah, everyone's complaining, uh, especially Jetfire is really complaining about the humidity. He fucking hates it here. It's like, this fucking moisture is getting into my circuits. This sucks. I want to go home. Uh, and so we, we kind of get the, 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 the setup here. Everyone is out in this fucking jungle rusting their asses off with the exception of Red Alert, who is on babysitting duty, and Smokescreen, who is on a different kind of babysitting duty he is guarding the space team who as we came to the conclusion in uh in, in a couple episodes ago are not going to be deployed they don't want to fight so the autobots aren't going to make them fight 
So they're just going to keep them safe and sound at the base. And Smokescreen is looking after them. He's got, he's got, you know, uh, some some board games, some fucking Capri Suns. And know. they're like, this plan is genius because they'll never even, like, think that we wouldn't bring the Astro Blaster with us. So we're, we're so smart that we're not going to bring the world's strong, the universe's strongest weapon because it's sentient and doesn't want to be brought. But also, they'll never see it coming. <laughs> they'll never see it coming. Um, so Starscream, back in the jungle, Starscream appears and like, he had, so a lot of, so a few weird things. Number one, uh, well actually before that, Carlos is still on this fucking, we got to make the space team fight train. He, he wants to make them fight. Carlos, you need, you need to learn about empathy. You can't just be telling them to make the big gun because it shoots cool. He's, he's, that boy's but, not very bright. But the big gun shoots cool. I know the big gun shoots cool. And you'll all get to see how cool it shoots very shortly when it perforates your friend's fucking abdomen. But, uh, you know, uh, Alexis tells him about deterrence. It's like, oh, listen, just the idea that they have the gun will make the Decepticons not want to act. Uh, to be fair, she's right. She is right. He's like, I've been studying a lot about politics because i'm gonna be the president one day yeah she's like have you heard about the cold war <laughs> so uh this is when starscream arrives there's he's got the star oh, saber there's a really weird line from hot rod here and i know this is what he actually said because i could like hear the word in english as he said it um he says they only sent one maid <laughs> What? Yeah, he calls Starscream a maid? Uh, Alright, hotshot. Well, like... uh, What? Yeah, I'm... I don't have a good explanation for you, but he does definitely call Starscream the English word maid. See, I feel like that should have resulted in, like, a a two-second pause, and then Jetfire just turns around and goes, What? What did you... What did you call... What? Hotshot, yeah. what did you just say? They only sent one maid. What are you talking about, Hotshot? <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Uh, the the only thing that... He just says it's Starscream uh, in the dub. Uh, but Jetfire does say, we've got company, boys. Uh, loves to spout those action one-liners. Um, well, I mean, to be fair, this is in response to Starscream essentially going, Autobots, come out and play! Yeah, he's got the star saber. He's fucking blasting the jungle and yelling, yelling to, for them to come out. And all of the Autobots are like, "This doesn't make much sense. Why would Megatron give Starscream the star saber? He wouldn't trust Starscream to do shit." Um, because, well, uh, as we soon learn, this is just all all a ploy. Because Megatron, uh, Demolisher, and Thrust are up on a cliff, just sort of watching everything. Demolisher's got the the binoculars, tidal wave, who they're still calling Shockwave. Um, well, that's his for name. whatever reason. That is, it's it's I I, I kind of wish they just call, he, he they just were able to call him Shockwave, but eventually they will get their shit straight and call him Tidal Wave. Uh, tidal Wave is up in the sky, ready to descend if need be, and Thrust is there, and he's like, "All right, so uh, we we haven't one we haven't flushed them out yet, and two we can't." 
really see if any of them have the blaster, but don't worry, this plan is foolproof Megatron. And Megatron, who is, like, sitting on a rock, I like that Megatron always finds a place to just sort of lounge on these missions. You gotta pop that squat. He's gotta pop the squat. Um, and so, yeah, eventually, I believe, yeah, the Autobots eventually start fighting Starscream. Uh, and this is when Demolisher is, like, looking around and reporting, yeah, I don't see the, I don't see the Requiem Blaster, sir. It, the, there's a really funny exchange here where Thrust is like, well, like, keep looking, and Ironhide just like, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to Lord Megatron. Yeah, there's a very similar one of the but there's a there's an extra flair there because because uh, Thrust says the same thing. But he's like, we'll keep looking, um, and Demolisher goes, "I'm not talking to you, Eraserhead. I'm talking to Megatron." Eraserhead. Um, yeah, Eraserhead. Holy and then shit! Me- and then Megatron tells says t- says, "Mind your rank, Demolisher." <laughs> it's like, listen. Oh God, he's a Eraserhead kn- baby. I know. Thrust is a freakish nightmare man, but you can't insult him. He outranks you, which to which Demolisher just responds with like, "Ugh." Yeah, I mean, in the in the sub, he just calls him Squid Squidhead again. But Eraserhead, he's a Eraserhead baby. We unlocked it. That's what he is. He's a Eraserhead baby. Megatron, have I ever shown you my protoform pictures? Oh Christ. <laughs> Wow, you were a real freak back then. That's what he really looks like. It looks like a fucking protoform. <laughs> like put put that boy back in the oven. He is not done. So he's like the equivalent of like a, so like a fucking Benjamin Button type or whatever. He, like he would be just a, a distressingly smooth man if he was a human. He'd be like a smooth Jimmy Neutron with baby skin. Ooh, <laughs> cursed thrust human Sona. That's his, uh, that. that's his hollow form. Uh, <laughs> I Thrust, I appreciate that you are attempting to, you know, blend in better, but please, never use this again. So, Cyclonus hasn't stopped puking. So, like, this goes on for, like, a while, um, and we get a cut back to the base, where all the kids, again, with Ratchet, are sort of watching the fight. And Jim, God bless him, again, VIP... M- sorry, MVP over here uh, is looking at both the footage of the battle as well as the footage of the base, and he notices that it's on a loop. And he's like, "Hey, who um who changed the video?" And Ratchet's like, "What do you mean, who changed the video?" And he, that he like looks down at it and sees it's on a loop, and he's like, "Oh shit! Oh fuck! When did that happen?" And as he's saying this, Double Face's face appears on the screen and he goes, I'm in your base killing all your dudes. We do a little trolling. Um, before that, though, I just want to shout out one moment where Derek, when, when Thrust uh, is talking to Megatron, maybe it's Demolisher asking Megatron about this plan with Starscream. Uh, or no, it's, it's when, because Starscream is, is like fighting Optimus right now. Like he he's going against orders and like challenging Optimus at the moment. Um, Megatron calls him like a mutant when he's like this fucking idiot freak can't follow orders. What a goddamn mutant! Like, calm down, Megatron. Wow, rude. Why don't you read some X Men and maybe you'll calm down a little? <laughs> maybe you'll learn something yeah. about society. 
So yeah, it's sideways again. He's here to creep you pasta it up. Uh, remember all the you remember when Red Alert was like, "Hey, don't worry about sideways hacking into our systems. I installed some fucking like McAfee firewalls or whatever." Well, didn't work. Yeah, that's what you get for uh, going with the free stuff. You should have you should have sprung for fucking a vast premium Red Alert. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bitdefender something. Um. So yeah, like. We do, he just like he's just like cycling through uh, security cameras on the base, especially the footage of uh, Smokescreen and the space team. Weird. Why is he looking at that so closely? Yeah, impossible to say. Um, and so we yeah we see we see yeah it's Optimus and Starscream are fighting, and Optimus is trying to talk some sense into Starscream, which is an admirable effort. Um, it doesn't really work, but you know he's trying. <laughs> trying he's like i I want you to he's like why didn't you think long and hard about the this fucking plan starstream like why would megatron send you out here all alone like what is it you really like want out of this war and and starstream just answers with the usual like well uh i want the decepticons to win and megatron to rule over the universe and Optimus is like well you know that to do that you will and have to enslave each and every minicon right including you know the ones you're using right now to fight and you're he's bonded been shown, with. He's been shown, I mean, obviously he and Grid are very, have a very good relationship since Grid is like his Micron. But he's been shown to have a very positive relationship with Mock Jetter and Shuttler as well. Um, who formed the, the Star Saber. So. Yeah, and so Optimus is like, I want you to really think about that. But Starscream doesn't like to think... About things and make him feel complicated feelings. Stop it. So he just he just goes back and, and starts swinging again. Um, but is this the part where the Star Saber shuts itself off? Uh, so, yeah, as they continue, as they continue um, fighting... Oh, no, not yet. I'm looking at my notes, because first... Yeah. Uh, oh, Thrust yeah. goes to, like... So, so Demolisher has left to fight some of the Autobots. Thrust is, like... God fucking damn it, I gotta go get Starscream. And Megatron is just sitting there like, I I had what I told everyone one thing. Everyone had one job, and yet again, everything is falling apart, he says, as he's sitting on his ass doing literally nothing. Yeah, um, so his specific complaint in the sub is that like he looks at Thrust and he's like, Where the fuck is Starscream? And Thrust is like, uh, he appears to be fighting Optimist, and Megatron's like, fuck! Fuck! If they have the Astro Blaster, they're going to kill us. If he like retaliate with a, if he engages him with the Star Saber, go like stop him. Yeah, and, and really- in, the, in the uh in the dub, it's more like I told him I wanted to fight Optimus, and also if he fucks up our our opportunity to get the fucking Requiem Blaster, I'm gonna get his ass. Go, go collect our boy. Um, so Thrust flies off. And then he sees, like, a, he has a vision. Well, he, he sees them fighting. Yeah, he's like, oh, there they are, I found them. And he realizes that no one has the Astro Blaster. And then he, yeah, and then he gets um, psychic visions. Um, and I know that this is different, like, this is kind of an unclear, there, there are a few uh, seven dub differences that I looked at on the wiki. One of them is that, like, Thrust never audibly makes the connection of of sideways showing him where the blaster is and like uh, the scene after that where megatron is reacting he is he he is like throwing a tantrum about not having his his cool gun 
and then the and the dub after sideways shows him where the where the blaster is and says uh you know some ominous shit let's see where it is it uh there will never be peace in this universe there yeah. must always be war yeah i i put down uh the words no justice no peace and uh thrust responds with he, he he's like what what was that who said that oh sideways sideways yes of course wait <laughs> like he he catches him so like hang on a minute that guy's dead uh well to be fair they know he's not dead they tried killing yeah. him that's right. Wait a minute, work. that guy. Wait a minute, that guy's a weird digital space ghost. Um, so he he turns around to fly off, but he just says like, "I'm going to go collect Starscream instead of what I presume happened in the sub, which is I got to go tell Megatron about this. I know where the gun is." Um, I honestly don't remember that strongly. Uh, but he he sees. Oh, what he said. Oh no, what he says is um. So this starts an interesting metaphor that continues throughout the next episode, actually, um, which is an extended go metaphor. Ah. So uh, Thrust looks down at where um, Starscream and Optimus are fighting, and he's like, you know, sorry, Starscream, but sometimes... It's like in Go, sometimes you gotta sacrifice a stone to gain control of the board. And uh, he turns around and leaves to go back to Megatron. They could have easily turned that into a chess metaphor. Yeah, that's what I, I was actually going to ask you if there was an extended chess metaphor. Because it no. keeps on, it like keeps being mentioned over and over again in both this and the next episode. I mean, Thrust could already be used as a chess piece, so I'm, you know, yeah, kind of disappointed. He's perfectly bishop-shaped. Yes. They're always saying that I'm all bishoped up, Megatron. I don't know what that means. Um, so yeah, this is when the Star Saber shuts down in Starscream's grip. Because Optimus is once again, like, you know, trying to get him to fucking, like, he, he says, like, hey, listen, I, the, the, none of the Minicons want to fight this war. Like, you, you need to let them go. Oh, okay. It's a little different, actually, in the Japanese, because basically Optimus realizes first that all the other Decepticons have left. So he realizes it first, because he has, like, this realization that there's something, like, very quiet going on and that no one is supporting Starscream. And he's like, Starscream, stop. Like, you've been abandoned and betrayed by your entire team. Like, there's no point in, in you continuing to fight and Starscream's like bullshit I haven't been abandoned or whatever I've got the Star Saber like Megatron wouldn't just leave me with this incredibly powerful weapon and and Optimus is like and then Optimus is just like the Microns like your team doesn't want you the Microns don't want this like they're not you're not helping them you're not fighting for them and Starscream's like I am fighting for them they do want this I'll show you prove that like they chose me Mock Jetter and Shuttler chose me to be the wielder of the Star Saber, and I'll prove it to you. And as he goes to attack Optimus, they shut down. Yeah, so then he goes for his wing sword. It's like, fine, I'll, I'll finish you myself. Uh, the, this is when he call, he, you know, he's calling for back. This is when Optimus is telling him, like, telling him, like, listen, do, do you hear anything else in this forest? There are, the Decepticons are gone. Like, I, no one else is coming. So Starscream starts calling for backup. He calls for Cyclonus, so I don't even think, like... Oh, no, he is. He shows up in this episode. He shows up at the base assault, but I didn't see him in this part at all. I don't know where the fuck he was. 
Um, regardless, obviously no one answers. Uh, he hears some people walking up, and at first he's like, ah, there's Demolisher. But no, it's all the Autobots who uh, get ready to roast his ass about being left behind. Yeah. There's Top a really good line read. There's a really good line read uh, where where Hotshot walks up and is like, hey, I guess uh, they all left you, buddy. Uh, and Starscream just goes, but where's my guys? <laughs> yeah, Starscream's basically doing the I'm alone, nobody care me monkey meme. <laughs> he is. Oh, my God. Um, and he, he actually, like, he flies up to, like, search for all his allies while all the Autobots just sort of placidly watch him on the ground, which is really funny. They're just um, like, ah, oh, jeez, I feel like, I feel kind of bad about this one. We should just go. And they, uh, there's a great moment. Well, so he's, like, shouting for everyone, and then they just stop bothering to animate his mouth. Yes, they do. <laughs> um, it's just like, all right, I see we've run out of the, uh, the animation budget again here. He's flying up, he's calling out everyone's name, and then he just screams into the sky, Why have you abandoned me? And all the Autobots are just looking up like, oh boy, this is a rough one. Then Laserbeak flies up to Osmosis. And then the Tokyo, and, the Tokyo Ghoul OP started playing. Laserbeak flies up to Optimus, and Rad goes, Uh, <laughs> shit's going down. You need to get back to base right now. The Decepticons are here trashing the place up. And Alexa says, you gotta hurry. It was Double Face's trick. <laughs> double Face's trick. You it was Double it. Face's trick. Ding, 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 ding. That's going to be the fucking, like, subtitle of Transformers Armada, honestly. So, yeah, they, they everyone really quickly warps back to base. Starscream tries to go in for one last stab on Optimus. But, obviously, Optimus works away before he can make contact. And, you know, Starscream has another wail to the sky moment about that. He's, you know, he's just feeling, a, he's just feeling very dramatic today for obvious reasons. I think he's earned a bit of drama. Yes. All things considered here. Definitely. So, um, then everyone warps into the base, and they f- the Decepticons make quick work. They fucked it up so bad, I f- at first I thought they warped into the moon base. But no, this is their base. Uh, Megatron has just sort of been, like, crashing through shit. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it looks like shit. <laughs> They, uh, they are, they are basically just, like, Megatron is literally basically walking through every wall in his way to find, uh, the, the Requiem Blaster. Um, while Red Alert, so Red Alert told the kids to hide in the air ducts and then went off to fend off the rest of the Decepticons, as we see later. Um, but, you know, first, Megatron and Thrust be busting through uh, to where Smokescreen and the Minicons are hiding. And, you know, Smokescreen is trying to calm down, like, hey, listen, I'm not gonna let any of these fuckers, like, take you and use you as a gun, alright? I will protect you. I-, I promised Optimus that I would protect all of you, so that's what I'm gonna do. And I'll do it with my life. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, th- then uh, the rest of the Autobots find Red Alert, who is like, I'm sorry, Optimus, I... I, I held them off as best I could. It's like, Red Alert, you were holding off three dudes at once. That's pretty good. Yeah. Like, I, like heard the ambulance got moves. Demolisher is literally made of guns. Like, you were doing pretty all right there, buddy. Uh, 
no no hard feelings. But everyone sort of stops dead when they hear a, a horrible anguished cry echo through the base. Yeah. And there's this like weird, you know, the reaction shot of like the, uh, it like snaps everyone's faces and there's like these comic panel style separations of all of them reacting to the noise. Right. Uh and uh Grap who who had oh, who had prior to crying out had so thrust and megatron had cornered him and he just slammed thrust into the wall which was very funny with his uh, crane arm with his uh, crane just, arm like, just gave him the old one too yeah thrust is out of commission so megatron seeing this decides uh to to you know you know no one hurts his little meow meow who is thrust i guess um Disgusting. so he he just tears it off he just tears smokescreen's arm crane off yeah. And just tosses it onto the floor. Um, and he has the gun. Like, the, the rest of the Autobots run in. Hotshot's there first. He sees Smokescreen lying on the ground. And then Megatron points the gun at him like, Hey, <laughs> look what I got. Found and, it. Hey, Ma, they killed, a, they killed a man on live TV. Yeah, so Megatron is about is just pointing it right off to us. And is about to pull the trigger. So Smokescreen... You know, his finger twitches like, not not on my watch, not while I'm still alive, you're not. So he grabs his disembodied, like, crane bit and grapples it around the, the Requiem Blaster to pull it away from Optimus. And at first he's smirking, like, ha, gotcha. And Megatron looks shocked at first, but then he remembers, oh, wait, I'm holding the Requiem Blaster. Yeah, kind of boned himself there. And it's pointing right at you. And so he pulls the trigger, <laughs> and a gigantic laser comes out of it and busts straight through Smokescreen's chest. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, the, it's the thing where you see him in silhouette, he's getting hit by the laser, getting thrown backward, and then the, the laser, like, pops out of his back, and that's when you know, oh, fuck. He really got it. Yeah, it's not great. He gets, like, driven through the wall. By the force of the blast. And then Megatron just goes, holy fuck, this gun is amazing. This fucking rules! Tight, 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 tight! (laughs) Oh, hell yes, I can't wait to use this on Optimus next. And before he can do that, Smokescreen starts, like, staggering towards him. This is grisly. This is fucked up. So, So, yeah... The Astro Blaster apparently melts you from, like, the inside out because his entire frame is molten. Like, he is dripping himself on the floor as he claws his way out. And there is, I I mean, a a hole you can see right through in the middle of his abdomen. Um, Yeah. It's it's nasty. Uh, I know that in 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 the dub... He is missing the like glowing white hot uh, effect on his body. Oh, however, that sucks. however, the entire frame is warped by like heat distortion whenever he's on screen. That's cool. So the, but so the effect is still clear. It's like oh, he is melting. Um, it it looks really cool in the sub. I guess it, yeah. it's pretty grisly though. I'm not surprised that yeah, he took that out. This, let me tell you, this fucked me up as a kid watching this episode. Um, so yeah, smoke screen like staggers forward to still try and get Megatron. He just goes, uh, oh, what is happening here? And Thrust is like, okay, 
we have the blaster. Let's leave. Let's leave right now because this is fucked up. This is scary. I don't want to. I don't want to mess with this. <laughs> Anyone yeah. who can stand up after that? No, no, no. Yeah, and uh, Grap reaches out a hand towards Megatron, and just as he's about to make contact, Thrust is like, "Okay, we're go- going goodbye." And they bye bye. Gonna go bye bye. Yeah, like. It is, he is literally melting as he walks forward. His, like, there's a bit where he's, like, kneeling on the ground. You can see the, like, the paint peeling off and pooling at his feet when, like, the metal underneath it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very gnarly. He falls over and immediately Optimus runs over to his side. And then Smokestream is like, I'm sorry, sir. I couldn't save the Minicons. And he, uh, then he collapses. Yeah, he, he dies. He seemingly dies. Um, and all yeah. of them press F to pay respects. Yeah, they all salute. Uh, and, and Optimus is like, rest easy, soldier. Um, but then, you know, he can't hold in those emotions. You know, the normally stoic Optimus has to, you know, do a, do a classic scream to the sky. He goes, no! Yeah. Uh, and and the, the, the closing narration is rad going like, yeah, that was like the most emotion we'd ever seen Optimus uh, give off, and we knew that like this this war had reached a new stage of like stakes in in, in terms of like this was fucking personal now. Yeah, <laughs> Optimus is back, and this time he he's here for revenge. <laughs> so that's where we leave off in that episode. Next episode, episode thirty four, regeneration. Uh, it is, um. Refugee deserters. Interesting. So yeah, once again, like the it, it, I guess either one. I guess regeneration could also be about Starscream here because this. this yeah, I don't think that one is. Yeah, this one. That one's probably about Smokescreen. Yeah. But uh, this this one, listeners, this is the beginning of of the of the classic Armada Starscream character arc here. We're yeah, finally this arrived. Is, this is the good stuff, TM. He's fucking fed up with this shit, and he is, he is, he's not gonna take it anymore. Um, but first we get a little bit of lore, um, as we see Smokescreen's wrecked body on the operating table. Red alert, you know, he's going in there to extract Smokescreen's spark, which is the first time we've seen that on screen. And he's hooked up to a monitor, and it's like, he's in critical condition, but he's alive, and I was so mad about that. So, the thing about... Unicron trilogy is that it, 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 it's here, but especially in Energon, it is most egregious there. Uh, characters who die just get put in a new body uh, to make a new toy. Um, this is pretty oh, much the only, yeah. This is pretty much the only example of it in Armada, but in Energon it happens like seven different times. Um, oh, Hasbro, but like. As a result, basically, Unicron Trilogy Transformers are, like, considerably more durable than most because, as uh, Optimus explains to the kids, the spark is the the life source of a Transformer. And as long as that is still intact, um, you know, you can still live on. You, You can still be saved. Do you get Jim asking deeply philosophical questions here? Uh, no, he asks if his heart looks like that. Uh, and Billy says it's probably a little bit smaller, so and less glowy. <laughs> so they're explaining the spark. Same thing in the sub. They're explaining what a spark is, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a soul." So basically, 
uh, yeah, so Jim's like, oh, so it's a soul. And uh, I think it's Silverbolt who says that would be this planet's interpretation of it. Yes. And then Jim looks at him and says, so what would be the universe's interpretation of it? And they don't answer. (laughs) And they just don't answer him. (laughs) Yeah, because they're thinking about it. Blur's going to be pondering that one for a while. Yeah. I gotta go sit on a rock and think about the universe. Damn. But yeah, uh, Optimus asks Red Alert for a status report. Red Alert's like, well, uh, thankfully his spark is in good condition, but his body is fucked. It's, um, have you seen that thing? There's a big hole in it. Pretty bad. Yeah, uh, it's melted. There's a big hole in it. Uh, I'm going to be honest, Optimus, even though he's got an all right chance of surviving, I don't know if I can pull him through. This is this is a tough one. But Optimus is like, I, I believe in you, old buddy. You can do it. So, oh, I'm glad you do. Yeah, Optimus, he believes in everyone. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to Hotshot, who is who is feeling the fucking vengeance. He's got his his blood is boiling. He wants to go fucking beat some Decepticon ass right now. And Sidetrap's like, "Yeah, bro, let's go beat some Decepticon ass." Yeah, we're gonna recreate West Side Story right here, right now. <laughs> I never finished that movie. I assume it works out all right. For the guys, for those, uh, for those, those, those scrappy little guys. I will say it works out as well as it does in the source material of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I never finished that movie either. I assumed that it was a happy ending. Let's go, Sideswipe. <laughs> Hotshot never watches the third act of movies. He's too impatient. <laughs> that tracks, Tragical. yeah. So, yeah, Judge First is like, let's, let's calm down here. Let's, let's, I understand that. You are mad. We're all fucking pissed. But they have the Requiem Blaster, and we need to focus on 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 trying to figure out what to do about that first. Right. So, you know, speaking of the Requiem Blaster, we cut to the moon face, <laughs> and Megatron is pointing it around like a new toy. <laughs> he's like, uh, he's just like gesturing with it as he talks. And and making Demolisher and Thrust very nervous. Yeah, he's like, check out this new toy, like light up toy, uh, uh, star lightsaber. That and, and Thrust I is got like, yes. Birthday. I'm so glad you have the blaster, not Megatron. Please don't point it at us. It's very powerful. Yeah, and, and uh, but, but Megatron's like, you know what, Thrust? I you you have pulled through. I am officially honoring you as one of my top Decepticon warriors. For the first time, I am satisfied with the work of my underlings. <laughs> and I assume that is what Cyclotus and Demolisher take umbrage with in the background. Because in the in the dub, yeah. uh, they're like, hey, and Cyclotus goes, wait a minute, we did all the work. Yeah, yep, that's exactly it. Uh, you know how it is with managers. They get, all, they get all the raises and then all of the grunts just get nothing. Um, Unionize. The Decepticons unionize. <laughs> My evil underlings are unionizing. My um, f- <laughs> four million M <laughs> underlings, three point eight million M, four million M. I don't know. Cyclonus could be a baby for all I know. Eight million M. That's thrust. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, I was one of Primus's first creations, but he looked t- took one look at me and said, "Ooh, I don't like that one," and uh, put me somewhere where I would finish cooking. Didn't work. 
this is when uh Starscream walks in. Uh he's uh hurt, mad, and has the star saber. Three Again. things you never want to see. Very, very much. And, and Megatron is watching all this, and it's very much, uh, uh, again, a, oh, hey, Starscream, we thought you were dead sort of moment. Yeah, literally, Megatron's like, oh, like, I fucking figured you'd find your way back. It's fine. Like, you're a good warrior, I guess. Yeah, basically. No hard feelings, man. Megatron's like, me abandoning you was a sign of how much I trusted you. He always does this shit. Yeah. He's like, listen. The gaslighting is just unbelievable. It's called tough love, Starscream. Look it up. Um, but Starscream doesn't actually care about Megatron right now. His entire attention is focused on Thrust. And yeah, he's, he's there. He, he is there to ruin Thrust's day. He immediately fucking backfists Thrust into a wall. And goes to choke him. Like, you. why the fuck did you turn that warp gate off on me, you son of a bitch? I will kill your ass right now. And Thrust is, you know, I'm just a... You, come on, you wouldn't hit a guy with a squid head, would you? I'm just a little squid boy, and it's my birthday! <laughs> and the just like, alright, calm down, everyone. Let's, let's, let's turn it off. It's all good. I have the gun... You have the sword. Let's just calm it down. Starscream, stop choking Thrust and go get repaired. I don't want to see your unsightly frame in here. Yeah. He doesn't say that, but he says that in spirit. He does... He Starscream it, does choke slam Thrust, though. Yeah, yeah. But Megatron's like, calm down. You don't have to be like that, Starscream. And... Starscream, he's like, go and get, take a hot bath and get your wounds treated and we'll all wake up better people tomorrow. And Starscream looks at him and goes, yes, sir. And there's like, you can tell that he's pissed about not being able to, like, throttle thrust more. Yeah. <laughs> but, but there is not at this moment yet the sort of sort of full doubt in Megatron as a leader. Yeah, like, he he definitely wants to squeeze Thrust's stupid head like a stress ball, but, you know, Megatron is still Megatron in his mind. Like... Yeah. I, I assume his damage was from, like, gaining escape velocity up to the moon. <laughs> like, he had to fly back through space. Yeah, I mean, who fucking knows, but he did it. Jesus. Anyway, he's, he's, he's in... Built, we, we've... <laughs> built Ford Tough. We finally see uh, what the Decepticons used to heal, since they don't seem to have a medical officer. Uh, they have this, like, yeah, it's like, they call it an energy bath. It's like a weird... Small treatment. Uh, yeah, it's like a big old solar panel array with glowy rainbow lights on it. And Starscream steps onto it, and he's, he looks down at the uh, at the air defense team and is like, Jetstorm, Sonar, Runway, come on, you, you've earned this too. You were damaged as well, right? Come on, don't worry about it. Get in here! Love you guys. Get in here, come on. Yeah, like, the the sort of genuine bond Starscream has with the uh, with the Saber team. Uh, it, it's quite nice. I like it a lot. It's cute. Yeah, and they're, like, excited to be in there with them. Yeah, like, it's, like a, it's a cute interaction. And they're then all, all getting cozy. Then Demolisher walks in. Yeah, they're all getting cozy when Ironhide walks in. And Ironhide's like, yeah, hey, uh, hey, Chief, uh... 
want to talk to you. Um, actually, I didn't want to talk to you, but Megatron ordered me to come here and collect a Star Saber Micron, so uh, if you could just send them my way, that'd be... Starscream says, uh, here's another idea. I'm gonna do it myself, and you fuck off. <laughs> and Walter <laughs> says, fair enough. Oh, do- well, Ironheart's like, uh, well, uh, 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 I was, mm, I was ordered directly to do it. And Starscream's like, listen, if Megatron has an issue with it, he, I'll answer for it, but fuck yeah, that's off. that's what he says. Yeah, he's like, I... <laughs> Whatever, it doesn't matter. Megatron's an issue, I'll deal with it. I just want you to leave. And Demolisher says, Yep, you got it. You are still very grumpy. <laughs> Gonna stay out of your way, buddy. Um, so, <laughs> I think this this scene solidifies Thrust as my favorite Armada character. Okay. What a fucking jackass. He is, like, downright flirting. <laughs> with Megatron in this entire scene. He's like, oh, Lord Megatron, you're so cool and buff, and everyone wants to be you, and wow, how do you... <laughs> how tall are you? I don't know. Six, seven meters? Maybe taller with the horns? Taller with the horns, you're so funny! <laughs> Literally, yes. Yeah, fucking oh man you're so smart and cool and you got the blaster you're the fucking best warlord ever and like it's not just the words but it's the tone of voice as well it's like a really flirty tone of voice i'm like what what was the decision making behind this Uh, he should be like in megatron's lap or something with the way this fucking scene plays out gross 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 (laughs) oh i hate it the worst uh, but they're, they're ba- the, 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 the competition officially turns to we're man. Post- we're posting cringe. We're going to lose our listeners. <laughs> Wait until they see my fucking 900,000 word thrust and Megatron fanfic I've been working on. That's, this episode, that's episode 69. You exactly. gotta save that. Um, <laughs> so yeah, they're talking about how stupid Starscream is, basically. And it's like, <laughs> just like, it's like girlies, you are in public. <laughs> It's so fucking... Well, they think Demolisher's just gonna bring the Starscream back. They'll Still, probably be like, hey, like, Demolisher, don't you think that Starscream's one dumb motherfucker? I, I mean, I know they, they think that, but, like, even presuming that that's what's gonna happen, like, yeah, this is no, supposed to be the world's, like, greatest strategist and the leader of another army. Like, are they not aware of the fact that they're in a literally shattered open moon base? <laughs> that, like, like, girlies, come on! You know they they pulled off one successful plan, and Thrust has just got his head has gotten even bigger. He already had a big head, but now it's fucking ginormous. Yeah, no, they're, no they're eyes, based. no eyes for strategy. Only, only eyes for Megatron. And Thrust, they're they're like, hey, maybe uh, we'll just uh, always keep Starscream on the front lines this time. Maybe he'll get blown up or something. <laughs> and again, they're continuing the same in this conversation. They're uh, continuing. The same metaphor of the go piece of the go stone. It's like someone's got to be the stone that gets turned. Um, And uh, like that is for me, like that's the really interesting part about go. Because when you capture a stone, it doesn't go away. It gets, it's like Othello. It gets turned. Right. So it Uh, gets turned into the other, other, the opposing team. 
Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, so it's like Othello. Huh? It, it, it's not just you don't just capture space; you capture actual um, yeah. stones in Go, and you switch the color of them. This is when in the dub thrust is very much like, "Oh, Megatron, you're such a you're such a calculating menace. I love it. You're such an evil motherfucker. Ooh, ooh, oh give me chills." Oh. And then, of course, Starscream stands in. Then, of course, Starscream stands in the hallway, and Megatron just goes, "Uh, yay! Yeah. How much of that did you hear?" Starscream looks at them and he goes, "Guess what? I'm tired of being nice. I'm ready to go ape shit." Yeah, he fucking lunges right at Megatron with a Starscream. He he cuts the throat in half. And, like, it cuts down to Megatron, who had to transform into tank mode to avoid his head getting cut off. And he's like, holy fuck, Starship, what are you doing? And Thrust just goes, it's a rebellion! Oh. Yeah, so Starscream just fucking thrashes the fuck out of, out of everyone in the room. Demolisher tries to come in and fight him. Starscream just slices him up with the Star Saber and, uh, you know, blows up a wall and flees out the back. He's fucking running. He's on his way. Oh lord, he running. He's like, you know what? He, yeah, he be, he basically says to, to Megatron and Thrust, like, all right, you know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, I have literally, if you if you think I'm so useless, I'm just gonna go take this goddamn like Star Saber to Optimus Prime. Fuck this shit. Um, well, okay, and- so he tries. He he like attacks. One thing I do want to note here in the sub is that he he attacks Megatron and Megatron like fights back at him. And they're sort of, like, pacing around each other. And again, Megatron does this, like, really manipulative, like, really darkly manipulative tactic that we saw a few episodes ago when, you know, Starscream also was doubting his leadership uh, during, like, the double face stuff. Um, The fog, yeah. Yeah, and he says to Starscream, and he's like, you don't, basically, like, you shouldn't be getting upset about this. I told you, all you needed to do to, like, if you want things to change, all you need to do is beat me, and then you'll be in charge of the Decepticons. You can't beat me if you're, like, what are you, what is your plan for beating me if you're not here to actually do it? And he's like, the only way you will ever defeat me is if you, like, stay close enough to my side that you get, that you f- find your opportunity when it arises. Um, this is fucking rule of two ass shit right there. Yeah. This is some weird Sith Master Apprentice shit going on here. Yeah. Uh, but Starscream says, actually, no. Uh, fuck you. I'm going to go find the Autobots and give them the Star Saber. Bye bye And he warps away. He doesn't warp away. He flies away. He, yeah, he, that's right. He fly, He tries to warp, warp away, away first. Yeah. yeah, that's when Megatron bursts in. Right. But uh, he, he flies away, which is when Megatron immediately is like, Get him, get the Star Saber, enough of this horse shit, and he sends Shockwave after him. Yeah, uh, there, there's a moment where he fires the blaster and Starscream fucking reflects it off the Star Saber. That's pretty cool. Oh, it is neat. And, like, meanwhile, Thrust is like, Lord Megatron, you gotta stop. We barely have a base as it is. You're going to <laughs> yeah. destroy this entire area. Please stop shooting the Star Saber. I'm afraid it might do that explosion thing again. <laughs> like, when we <laughs> hit the, the Sword and Shield together. Please. But so, don't yeah. worry about it. So, yeah, Starscream is fleeing, Tidal Wave in tow, just fucking raining down fire. Uh, we cut back to Autobase, 
you know, opt, uh, hotshot and sideways are training, um, or not sideways, side swipe are training, and they get a fucking alert, uh, and everyone rushes into the command. I think that's his name, sideswipe. The... Yeah, the good old stepper. Good old stepper. <laughs> he's just stepper. He's just a guy. He's, he's just stepping. So they all rush into the into the fucking command room and hot shots. He's all fucking starscream. Let's go. Let's get him. But then Optimus is like, hang on. Something's up. Something's weird about this. Uh, it doesn't look like Tidal Wave is shooting at Starscream and Jetfire. Or, or it's Blur who says, like, yeah, it does. And this doesn't seem like a decoy tactic. This seems like real shit. Yeah. And it's... it's So, interestingly, uh, Alexa... So they all see that... Everyone at the base sees the two of them on the screen. And it's Alexa who, you know, stakes her claim... Go girl, uh, lay lay down, <laughs> lay down uh, your territory, I guess. Uh, and she immediately, she's like the first one who's like, I believe him. It almost looks, it's almost like he's being chased by Shockwave. And it's like, almost like, girl, Shockwave's artillery blasting him. Yeah, he's firing all cannons directly at Starscream. Yeah. So they warp out. Uh, Sideswipe Ninja runs. <laughs> he Naruto runs out of the scene with uh, with Hotshot. Yeah, because he and Hotshot go there first. Because Hotshot's like, uh, I don't buy that shit. I'm gonna go anyway to fuck them both up. Then Optimus and Jetfire warp in to uh, to do some stuff. Uh, Starscream gets shot down. He get, he gets fucked up pretty bad there. Yes. Um, by by Tidal Wave here. So you know we got we got Jet Optimus versus Tidal Wave again. Uh, while while Hotshot and Sideswipe uh, still fight Starstream, who's just like, "Listen, I'm <laughs> I'm not here to fight. You guys got to get out of here." You know, he's he's a he's a big motherfucker. He's not going to stop. Yeah, he's like, "Don't focus on me. He's still coming. Oh Lord, he coming. And, oh Lord, he coming." And Hot Rod's like, "What do you mean he's coming? Oh fuck!" And then they all get blasted by Shockwave. <laughs> yep. Um. So Jet Optimus is fighting Tidal Wave, and Starscream like looks down at the Star Serum and is like, "Well, uh, I need I, I I gotta commit, I gotta do this." And he throws the Star Saber at Optimus, um, and like it hovers in front of him, and to like be like, "Hey." Well, yeah. So he he calls Optimus's name before yeah. throwing it to him, and meanwhile, Hot Rod thinks that he has like <laughs> thrown it at him in like an attack. <laughs> <laughs> and Starscream's like, I just called his name to get his attention. Why would I? But, um, it, it, yeah, it pauses and then turns around and floats gently into Optimus's hand. Yep, and then he cuts one of Tidal Wave's gun titties off. Um, the top surgery Tidal, was a success. And Tidal Wave just goes, oh, fuck, and warps away. <laughs> nah, he does not want any of that smoke. Uh... And yeah, Starscream is hands up, surrendering to Autobot custody. Yeah. And Optimus was like, "What is what the fuck is going on here?" So we get we, the, we get back to the Autobot base, and yep. uh, Starscream has just explained the events of the last twenty minutes. And Hotshot says, "That's fucking bullshit. He's lying. He <laughs> sucks, and we should kill him right now." And everyone's like, "All right." That's funny. That's not what he says. What he says was, how does it feel to be betrayed by the people you love? Pretty bad, huh? Does it feel bad? Yeah. feels pretty bad. And Ratchet's like, Hot Rod, could you not, please? <laughs> could you stop? I understand 
the sideways things didn't sit well with you, but you, you can't do this. Yeah. yeah but he's basically just like, he's like, well, I like, uh, there's a really good line here because he's, um, you know, everyone's basically like, Blur's like, there's no reason for him to lie. Like, uh, yes. and the hot shot's just like, all right, well, listen, well, what say he's saying to tell him the truth. How are we supposed to trust someone who's a turncoat and scavengers yes. from the corner? Just like, oh, really? Uh, I wonder how you feel about me then, huh? He's like, okay. Hacha's like, hang on, that's different. Hang on. Yeah, Andre the Giant. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, but, um, yeah, so at this point, everyone's like, well, it's an impressive story, but, you know, only if it's true. And Alexa, again, immediately, she, like, looks at that cockpit and she goes, I believe him. And stake your stake your claim early, girl. Yep. Uh, he's, he's at first starting to walk away. He's like, all right. Fine. Fuck I know it. when I'm. I I know when I'm not wanted. I will take, I'll take the star saber and I'll yeah. go somewhere. Else. I will take myself and one of the universe's most powerful weapons and simply yep. leave. Um, but the Optimus is like, no, nope, it's fine. You can stay. I I believe you. I trust you. Uh, and Sorshim's like, all right. Well, I have something to offer you in return. I'm I'm not just like some mooch or whatever. I can offer you. A bunch of data on the Decepticon base. You just have to dig through my head a little bit and you'll find it. Yeah. So, and this they is... They have to this dig is, through his this... head? Sorry, wait, what? They have to dig through his head? He's like, uh, he was like you can scan my, my data tracks and you'll be able to decrypt it. Um, I think he just like, gave them, like... Uh, I think they, he just gave them a USB drive. No, nah, he's like, uh, he's like, it's like in his data banks or whatever and he's like, uh, Sideswipe... Uh, is apparently a pretty good code cracker, uh, which is good because it's it's nice to have a talent in something. Yeah, uh, I, this was this was before he came to Earth. This was his like specialty yeah. in the war. Was data and Hotshot just, just goes, "Not you too, bro. Come on." Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were on my side. But so then he he walks up, he he goes up to Starscream, he leans in real close, and he's like. Meet me in the Mesa in five minutes if you want an ass kicking. And Starscream's like, I fucking love ass kickings. See you Let's there. <laughs> so, um, like, yeah, they're they're in the fucking fight Mesa. They're in the fight pit here. And you know, Starscream's like, listen, I have no quarrel with you. I'm sorry about what happened to your buddy, but clearly, you're not backing down. So you know what? Let's have at it. Let's go. Let's fucking fight. Yeah, it's, um, it's it's slightly different. So, like, he gets there, and Hot Rod's like, you know why I called you here, right? And Starstream's like, to get revenge on your fallen, um, on your fallen comrade, I presume. And Hot Rod, he, Hot Rod has a moment of, like, yeah, I know it won't fix things, but I feel, I feel like it's something it's got, I gotta do. And yeah. Starstream's like, well, I've never been one to back down from a challenge. It's basically the same. Regardless of your reasons. It is basically the same. It's like, I gotta fight you for Smokescreen's sake. I know it's not gonna bring him back, but, like, I gotta do something. Uh, So they fight. Uh, We see a shot of of Jolton Runway peeking over a rock like, Mommy, Daddy, why are you fighting? The girls are fighting! And we get a a shot of Red Alert continuing his kit bash of of a brand new toy. (laughs) Um... Right before that. So, Jolt and Runway go to inform the others about what's going on, and Optimus goes, Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. Well, first of all, it takes, like, 
a minute to decipher what the microns are saying before Rad yeah. is eventually like, Hot Rod and Starscream are beating the crap out of each other. And, and the, Optimus it, is like, what? Yeah, and, and Jetfire is like, oh, shit, I gotta get over there to what? I mean, uh, help, break it up. Yes. Yes, that's what I will go do. <laughs> it really feels as though at first he just wants to go to watch or, like, help Hotshot out. But then he's like, oh, I mean, uh, I will do the responsible thing. And Sideswipe also goes. Um, so, yeah, they're, they've just been slugging it out for who knows how long. Uh, sun, I guess not that long. The sun is still setting in the background. What's, what's better than this? <laughs> just two dudes slapping each other around on a desert mesa at sunset. Just guys being dudes. And uh, But then someone throws a rock at them. <laughs> <laughs> and Hotshot's like, hey, what the fuck? And then some weird new guy is standing up there, and he turns into okay. a steam shovel. So I want I want to point out something here. Yes. Is that this came out in 2001. In 2000, right. there was an event on Toonami uh, called The Intruder, which, is, uh, which was a four-part miniseries in which the host of Toonami, Tom had to deal with this invasive alien force that um, ultimately killed him. But he was brought back as Tom 2 in a new body. And that happened just one year before this debuts. And you know what? Armada aired on Toonami. Exactly. It all comes together. So yeah, this is... Uh, I do not believe they will ever not call him Smokescreen. Uh, but this is Hoist. Uh, it's his new toy, at least. Uh, I don't think he's ever called that. Yeah. I might be wrong, it's, but like... It's Grap 2! Two. 2! Yeah, so he, he fucking beats the sh- he He does some, like, CQC on these two idiot boys. Um, and he's just like, Hotshot, I... And then Hotshot's, like, thrilled to see him up and about in his sick new body. He's like, Hotshot, I really appreciate, you know, you fighting for my honor or whatever. But as you can see, I'm all right now. So there's no need to, you know, beat the shit out of each other on a desert mesa. And he's like, he turns to Starz and he's like, I was filled in on your whole deal. I understand. I get it. I would like to help. Oakstreen's an all right guy. Yeah. Cool guy. But yeah, that's and then uh, so then we get a, a little bit of a of a cliffhanger here. Yeah, where we do. Jetfire, Jetfire says, "All right, we finished decrypting the data. Uh, we have like a fucking full map of. We have like a full map of the base. We have their warp gate codes. We have everything." Oh yeah. So one thing I didn't mention is that in the sub when um, Starscream gives him this information. What he says specifically, he's like, I don't have just information. on. It's not just I have information on the base. It's I have everything you need to launch an attack directly on them. Yep. And that is exactly what they're going to do. Everyone, including Starscream, is in the warp room. And they're getting ready. Like, all right, let's fuck them up, boys. And Optimus is like, all right, listen. As soon as we go through this gate, we are going to be directly in the enemy base. No fucking around here. We it, it is it is go time. As soon as we hit this button, and the next time on Transformers Armada, 
It's time for a... We already had the base defense mission earlier on in the show. It's time for a base assault mission. Yeah. Time to get him back. So that is the end of regeneration. Shit is happening now. This is the good shit from Armada. This is the back half of Armada. Pretty good stuff. Yeah. Shaky start. I'm excited about where we're going from here. Soon, you know, we're we're gonna get to that, uh... That, that subtitle there, the Unicron Battles, that is like four or five episodes away, I think, where we start getting that in the dub. So, you know, we're closing in on the end. We're getting pretty close. We got, what, 20 episodes left? Something like that. Give or take? Yeah, I think there's 50. Yeah, I think there's two. there's 18 episodes left, yeah. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we're getting there. We're almost done. Yeah, so next time we will, we will see the base assault, but for now, we've got... Some fucking questerinos to answer. Yeah. Check the Twitter real quick. Nothing on the Twitter. So how about we answer some of these Discord questions? Perfect. Uh, yeah, I can, I can uh, grab those. So our first one is from Casey Cosmotector, which is, "What's your favorite edgy character?" Oh man, it's so hard to choose. I like a fair amount of edge lords. So I think I'll have two answers. I'll have a, a Transformers-specific answer, and then I will have a, a wider answer. Um, a Transformers-specific answer is Cyclonus from IDW. Yeah, okay. All right. The, do your other answer, and I'll, I'll think of... <sighs> I mean, let's see. It's like, depending... All right, I'm thinking about the definition of edgy. I think it might be Zoro from One Piece. He's pretty edgy. I'll give it to you. With the three swords and all. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it to you. Um, all right. My favorite edgy transformer is uh, probably Black Arachnia. Yeah. You don't usually. I, I really like that she's in uh, a woman in in edge lord position. You don't you don't yeah, see you don't that see... that often. Yeah. Um, and then my favorite. Edgelord, in general, is just... It's gotta be Hiei from Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> There's so many Edgelords out there. They're all... You know... You gotta let yourself enjoy the dumb shit sometimes. So, if we count it, I would say Yami is also up there as well. Definitely in Season Zero. I think, I th- well, I think in general, he's a bit of an Edgelord. Yeah, the other two definitely out-edge him, though. Oh, yeah, for sure, but... Especially Yummy <laughs> Merrick. Oh yeah, well, I don't think Yummy Merrick's an edge lord. I think he's just like he's just, the, he's he's just, just like a sicko. Ran- yeah, he's just rancid. Yeah, no. Bakura's 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 an edge lord. Yeah, that's a classic edge lord for sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, next, we got some from Casarachnia. Which two Autobots commit the taboo of Cybertronian transmutation to try and bring Daddy Optimus back to life? How badly do they screw it up? Okay, again, it's gotta be Hot Rod. Yep, it's Hot Rod and Sideswipe. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Because those two are bros. In this continuity, it is. Definitely. Um. Um. I think it's Hot Rod. Okay, I think it's Hot Rod and Prowl. Because Prowl Prowl would be, like, self-centered enough to be like, I can control God. Yeah, he he is also the one of the most uh, R-Atheism ass characters in in IDW for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Even more so than the actual like most hardline atheist yeah. uh Jetfire. <laughs> he would get he would get his uh arm removed and still be like I don't believe in God. 
Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just like Ed. And he's also a prick, just like Ed. Yep. He's more of a prick than Ed is. Oh, definitely. Um, oh, yeah, and Ed they has screw the it benefit up. Of, oh, definitely. Like, they create a absolutely. spark eater. <laughs> like, they, that's I mean, it. They create a spark eater. The thing about Ed is that he has the benefit of being, like, 15. So, yeah, he's like that. Prowl? No excuse. No excuse for why he's like that. Uh, uh, next up, Cass, has there, have there been any metamorph, metamorph transformers, like mystique powers, not just changing from one shape to another? Yes. There is one in Prime. Uh, his name is Makeshift, I believe. Yep. Uh, I'm... I can't quite remember any others though. I think he might be one of the one of the few like shape changing guys. Yeah, there's definitely people who can like mimic stuff voice wise, but he's the only guy who can like turn into other dudes. Right. Yeah. Everyone needs a little uh, a little double trouble character. Yeah, you got you got to add someone there for flavor. Um, for the gender of it all. <laughs> for the gender of it all. What sad song plays when you read the IDW comic scene when Autobot Megatron sees the field of flowers? Honestly, whenever I see that panel, I just I just hear like sort of wind blowing. I just hear bird song, like yeah, like just just silence. Yeah, uh, like just sort of a, just sort. Of, I, I imagine it like if it was in like a fucking animated thing or whatever, that would be like the end of an episode and just like a fucking four second long shot as it pans out or like it zooms out in utter silence. That's the good shit. Uh, the only Ugh. thing that like immediately comes to mind from music would be actually a little fall of rain from Les Mis. Yeah. Um, which has the line, uh, rain will keep me safe and rain, rain will keep you close and rain will make the flowers grow. Oh, fuck. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the whole thing is like, don't you fret monster or Mary? It's, it's as, uh, one of the characters Eponine dies. And uh, Marius goes over to her, and it's a song. She's saying, don't you fret, Monster Marius. I can't feel any pain. A little fall of rain can hardly hurt me now. Um, That's good. Yeah. Uh, This is going to be a good one from Horn My Starscream. Which is your favorite Starscream? Oh, it's so hard to choose. That's hard. That's so hard. Um, But I'm going to say Rid. Or or the the IDW IDW 1. Yeah, IDW 1 Phase 2. I'm going to say... I will say uh, televised, uh, animated. Televised, it's prime. <laughs> yeah. But though G1, G1 has a very near and dear place in my yeah, heart. G, G1 is is just so Chris, fucking stupid. Chris Lada's voice work on G1 Starscream is really quite impeccable. Screaming, just screaming. You can't his vocal do this apart. to me! <laughs> just screeching like a little baby every time something goes wrong. Oh, it's incredible. Up to his name. Yep. My foot. Yeah. So for me, on television, it's animated Starscream. Just like there's Tom Kenny Starscream is one of the funniest Starscreams, while yeah. still being like threatening in most of his appearances. Uh, of course, very very close second for prime starscream like they're 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 different flavors uh of of starscream but i like them both i think i think i just come out more on animated and of course yeah idw1 starscream especially that stretch between like robots in disguise through a bow windblade volume one that's like peak idw yeah, starscream right the, there the the uh, the concept of an id uh, of a starscream getting what he wants is 
incredibly intriguing because it was something that hadn't happened in like the 30 years. It's a really he, good He existed as a character arc. until it happened in IDW. And, uh, yeah, he gets elected president and Optimus immediately throws his hands up and says, well, I'm done. I can't. I'm not. I refuse to deal with <laughs> yeah. this. Uh, Optimus takes the Matrix place does a King Solomon's court on it, gives half of it yep. to Rodimus, and says, fuck off, everyone. Yep. Uh, done. Fuck you all. <laughs> Bye-bye. Optimus and out, I, and he I, drops the Matrix. Yep. That's uh, so good. Uh, <laughs> from Cosmo's side piece, what is your niche headcanon about Cybertronian sociodynamics? What's, what embarrassing subcultures exist out there? Um, Ooh, I want to see a goth Cybertronian. So, I think... I, I can't talk about subcultures. I do think there is a very like clear canon divide between flyers and yeah. grounders um, yes. in terms of culture. Um, but beyond that, not so far. One of my favorite headcanons is that um, Vosians and Praxians are like from the same diverging... Um, like evolutionary line, which is why Praxians have door wings. Yeah, all right, there you go. So Praxians, really so there's two cities in uh, in on Cybertron. One is called Vos, which is where all the Seekers, like Starscream, are from. And then there's another city called Praxis, which is where I, the cop class is from, honestly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not very Praxis of them. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So th- it's this city called Praxis where. Um, most of the people that come from Praxis have door wings. So it's, uh, so canonly blue streak is a Praxian, uh, prowls, a Praxian, um, smoke screen is a pack Praxian. Um, yeah. So a G G one smoke screen that is, um, yeah. and I think wheeljack might be, but anyways, yeah, so, he's got door wings. Yeah. He, they, they, they're all, they all have like s- sort of the same, I, I know he has door wings. I just couldn't remember if he was canonly from Praxis or not. Um, but it makes me, it makes my heart smile to think that Praxians evolved from flyers. Or maybe it's the other way around. Or maybe it's the other way around. But, uh. Yeah, no, if you want to read about some, a lot of cool Transformers world building, IDW1 is where it's at. Uh, they, they, ha- they put a lot of into those, uh, into that, into Ridden More Than Meets the Eye. They thought a lot about. What does Cybertron actually look like as a society? Because that's not really a thing most uh, continuities had been able to do before. Uh, where it's like, well, it's always in the middle of a millennia-long civil war. So there's it, that's basically the, the society. Uh, it's all dedicated to the war effort. But in, in that story, it's like, well, the war's over. Yeah, Nero. What the fuck happens now? Nero and I are here daring to ask the difficult questions, like how much can we talk about a comic in a, on a podcast that's about TV? Animated also does the wars over thing though. That also has yes. some uh, culture stuff in it, which yeah. is cool. Um, yeah, no, we but yes, we, we talk about IDW enough that you could stitch together an entire episode of this podcast just about our tangents on on IDW. Yeah. Which is which is uh, losing the rights yeah. to Transformers at the end of twenty twenty two. So end of an era. End of an era. You know, it's it's. I I, I want to see what else comes out of it because I, I didn't vibe with uh, the new continuity very yeah. much. Well, not it's, thought, it's it was hard shoes to fill. 
Yeah, it was it was fine. Uh, I was just like, eh, not really feeling it. The art in the early issues didn't help, where it was like, ooh, someone used these toys as references, huh? Yeah. Oh boy. But I, I will say I did enjoy IDW2 Starscream a lot, because <laughs> he's just back at his like classiest, almost G1 oh, self. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that there that's been a lot of like uh there's been a lot of effort to like kind of reset and re-simplify things in the factions, right? Where it's like, all right, Starscream back to being like a conniving traitor, Decepticons back to being evil, all that stuff. That's in uh, the comics, that's in that Netflix show and whatnot and Cyberverse, like everything is kind of we we played around for a while. We fucked around for a bit in the in the in the mid uh, 2000s to like the late the mid 2010s. But now, back to basics. Yeah. Anyway, final question from Casey Cosmotector: You've just gone through a time skip of some sort and have have to get a new look. What changes to your visual design do you adopt? Um, my hair is long now in the future, uh, because it can't get much shorter. And I have tattoos. Like a, a poncho and a really big Gandalf beard. And some kind of very large gun. Like a Trigun gun. <laughs> Wait, does that cross a gun? I never watched yes, Trigun. I should probably I should probably watch it Trigun. Sure I might would like Trigun. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, those are our post time scoop designs. Uh, after we get locked into the hyperbolic time chamber to talk about IDW for like three years yeah we could do it we could do it but for now we have been prime cuts you can find us on twitter at prime cuts pod where you can join our goddamn discord everyone should join our discord it's great you can look at so many pictures of thrust i need to make a thrust emote but it's hard it's really hard to get well they're all hard they are all hard we know this um yeah you can join our discord uh we are a part of noisespace.xyz a podcast network thank you matt gamecube for allowing us on there along with such other fantastic shows as kyle xy uh zero to zero who are going to be starting birds of prey soon i'm very excited for that because that movie whips ass god it's so fucking good it's a fucking great movie uh and all it's just like anything you want like you you want to hear about some more robots wow cool robot it's right over there you want to hear about digimon digimon ghost gaze we got it you want it we got it. anything you want we got that's the slogan it's a really long slogan and it's not very wieldy and it's not the slogan <laughs> and none of these things were true we're really really building a lot of trust amongst our listeners um i'm like i'm like sideways you should never trust anything i say except when you should you can find Noise Space at the Noise Space at noisespace.xyz and yes. all of the shows wherever you find podcasts. Um, and I am. Uh, you should also. I think we we mentioned this uh, always. We are mentioning this, but you should also join our Discord. Uh, the join li- the damn Discord. Yep. Oh right. No, we, we we just talked about this and pictures of thrust. Well, it's worth it's worth saying it again. Uh, did we say where the link to the Discord to join is though? In the Twitter uh, link in our bio. Yeah, under URL and also in the description of all of our episodes. Uh, There's so many ways you can click on it to join our Discord. You should do it. It's easy. One click. That's all it takes. And uh, I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr and Twitter at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny robot internet joke. 
you can also listen to the other podcast I do called Pot of Greed. It's also on the Noise Space Network. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. Uh, it's it's something. <laughs> it's boy season three. Season three. It's good. It's good. Um, you should listen to us talk about it. Um, and I think that's it. So I'm near. Well, hang on. I oh, didn't. I didn't plug sorry. my stuff. Trying sorry, to sorry, shuffle sorry. me off before I get to say I am on Twitter at Dragon Smoocher. You can find some of my other projects in various places, such as the uh, now complete podcast I did with my friend Jane on the 2018 She-Ra Netflix show. That's at Podcast Power. Great show. Great podcast. Our next project, what I promise we'll be starting up soon, is at Heidelin Radio. Radio Free Heidelin, a comprehensive Final Fantasy XIV companion podcast. Hey, you can buy the game again. You can't make a free trial but you can buy the game again so we're making progress uh and you can also find me over at uh disney minus pod on disney minus talking about the various offerings of that rancid little mouse michael <laughs> um next episode is on uh little mermaid 2 return to the sea i hear that one's good I think that's one of the better, like, straight-to-VHS sequels, yeah. I liked it when I was a kid, but, you know, that don't mean shit. I hear shit. it's like that and uh, Lion King 2. Or like, I can vouch for that. That one's alright. That one's definitely alright. Depending on how much of a furry you are, your uh, enjoyment may vary. <laughs> so, until next week, listeners, I will uh, transform, uh, do a 360 no-scope and, and stab thrust directly in the squid head with the star saber and roll out. Uh, I am going to place a stone on my go board, transform and roll out. P